0: Welcome back to the Double Miner Podcast. Ryan Drury here. Brock Beyer on the line as well. Byzy, holy shit, man. In just a week's time, we have so much shit to catch up on in the hockey world. Uh, Trades are flying all over the place today. Uh, But first, we got another great guest on the pod.
1: Correct. Yeah. So uh, this this guy coming on the pod, he's probably been my best friend's day one uh we went to school together public school unfortunately high school no but uh, you know he's been my best friend since day one Cade Landapav Landry what's up buddy <laughs>
2: not much uh thanks for having me and uh
1: of course, happy buddy. to be here yeah cool. um so we're gonna hop right into it we're gonna give a little uh, background to the uh the listeners right now so me and Cade grew up uh it was kind of funny like it was, uh, it's funny, like, I was thinking about this last night when we were texting, saying if you want to come on, like, like, Ryan, I don't think you knew this. So, um, growing up, we played Wallace Sabres, okay? Yeah. I'm not tooting, like, all of our horns, but on our Wallace Sabres team, we had Kurt Jackson, Deelstra,
0: cool.
1: me, and Cade.
0: Holy shit.
1: And we played, like, I don't even know. Like, we, we won, like, Lobster Cup. We won Silver Stick. Like, we were just we – yeah, dom- we were good. We, we, we dominated. Good. A and unit. Yeah, and, like, we had, like, some funny people on our team, like uh, uh, Noah Andreessen, Brandon Hugger yeah. Oh, Huggy didn't play his mom. his mom But, Huggie, anyways, it's just funny how, like, literally we came from Wallace Sabres, and now all of us are doing pretty big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah but okay, so we all went to public school together and people didn't know this. So I lived in gownstown same with Mitch and Kate. Well, Kate lived across the road from me, like straight across. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see his house, he could see my house, and like we would get up to the dumbest shit. Like, I remember,
0: no, not you, by Yeah, really?
1: so I remember like after school, I'd be like, Kate, yo, like the bus, like he'd get dropped off. Kate, you know, I'd get dropped off. He Kate would get dropped off around. 330, I get dropped off around 345. Um, I'd be like, Cade, you know, go outside, buy your volleyball court around 350 on the fuck I'm gonna hit a, I'm gonna smash a golf ball over to you. And you remember those old um plastic uh bats, those big thick barrel ones? Yeah. Well, yeah. I would hit golf balls over to Cade while cars passed. The road, (laughs) and we would do that to each other. Like we would throw stuff all the way twenty three. Yeah, we would throw stuff over the road to each other, and then apparently, yeah, my dad found out, and I had to stop that. But yeah, we would just we would hang out all the time because he literally lived right across the street. And obviously, growing up playing Lakers with with Cade and Deals, and you know CC, and like the road trips, and you know the carpooling was so much better because like we literally lived together, so we'd go everywhere. Yeah, we
2: spent a lot of time together.
1: Oh, a crab ton, a crab yeah. ton. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into you, Cade. So, um, Jersey you you probably uh, you probably caught up with Cade during the time he was in Listle a, a lot, right?
0: Oh, a million percent. I'm well familiar with Cade and his uh, season, his great season he had for the Cyclones. Fuck, uh, 27 points in 47 games with the Sykes. Uh, not a big deal. And uh, then, you go a, off, then you go off old, to the OHL, man. As a 16-year-old, yeah. yeah, that's not an, that wasn't an easy lineup to crack as a youngster either. I mean, Brooksy and them had just come in. Um, yeah. They kind of started their rebuilding project. And obviously, yeah, Cade, you were a big part of that. Um, you know, what was kind of your impression? Like, obviously, in the years following, the Cyclones <laughs> did some really big things. They did a lot of winning, uh, including with this sieve in net. Um you know could you see all of that success coming in just your one season there
2: yeah i did and it was especially when jason brooks took over i think uh i know he's gonna he doesn't even get recognized enough i don't think for uh how big of a role he played in turning that organization um around they were competitive every year and um growing up in Lisswell, I would watch them every Friday night like all of us would with Baizy and uh, Brock's dad being the coach there uh, before. And, yeah, I knew it would be a great place to develop for a 16-year-old. And guys like Kenny Heater played there uh, his 16-year-old year. Um, and guys like Caleb Cameron, who had good careers years, and especially with Brooksy um, taking over, I just thought it would be the best place for my development, and I was really happy uh, with my year. And you know, it was it was really cool playing for the hometown. And uh, you know, everyone who plays for Listowel and puts on that jersey would tell you that it's like a family and a brotherhood. And you know, I still have a lot of friendships on that team that I still
1: keep. Oh, hundred twenty percent, and just. Uh, you know, like, I know that, you know, um, we've talked about Brooksy, like, on the pod, and obviously me and you have Kate and, you know, I, I know Brooksy was a huge impact on your on your hockey career. I think, you know, um, I think you were the first one to really mature out of our friend group. Um, I think because, as a hockey player, and obviously as a person, but um, because, you, you know, you you went into a... You know, you went in pretty much to how an OHL team was run with Brooksy, right? So, um, and I remember, yeah, like Cade said, like, we would go to the uh, Listle Cyclones game and I got a story for everyone. So, um, obviously, yes, my uh, my dad did coach the Cyclones for a bit. And uh, you remember Josh Lees? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Lisa yeah. was, uh, I looked up to him a lot. I looked up to him a lot when I was a young goalie and, I remember uh, my dad brought me to a game in Cambridge, and you know, I had a I had a good relationship with the players. Like I was like just another you know shit stain. But um, before the game in Cambridge, I'm in the dressing room, and I took one of Josh Lee's sticks because you know, like you touch another you know an idol to you per se and a role model, and you touch one of their equipment, and it's like holy. Well, anyways, I took a stick, brand new, right out of the, right out of the wrapping paper. And um, I wanted to take it for a stroll, so I, you know, I was testing out the curve and testing out the flex, and whammo, stick broke. And uh, you little bastard. Yeah, yeah, I broke the stick right before the game. <laughs> so Lisa wasn't very happy about that. My, uh, yeah, my dad didn't say too much on the way home. I think they lost that game too, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a good, you know, 12 hours. But uh, it was just another, you know, just another hockey memory. But yeah, um, so Cade. I, uh, I want to address something. Did you uh, you listen to the podcast with Holden Lansing?
2: I think I did hear that one, yeah.
1: And uh, I think you know what I'm going to bring up here. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, do you remember uh, we talked about Spike Ball and the boys getting a little heated?
0: Oh, fuck, yeah, I remember yeah, well, that. Well,
1: I am not like. It was good, like it's good competition, Cade. Like, what what's your perspective on that? I think did you guys win or no? Because I was just sitting back, I was just like, I was loving it, I was laughing, laughing. <laughs> I don't know, I don't
2: know who won the last game, but I I think I definitely won the most that day, me and Butchie. But yeah, <laughs> those games so did, funny, uh, ultra competitive. Yeah, like our friend group has always been that way. We're always ultra competitive or whatever we do then you get like this game like spike ball going in the summer and it's just like oh yeah like uh, your friends
1: your friends yeah. after it but during it like you can go after yourself 100 percent. oh yeah um and i yeah, remember bottles. we we went up to like my cottage and uh <laughs> well where we played spike ball we played there a lot like the net didn't <laughs> And by the end of it, it was like a mud bath. Like it was, a mud we, bath. It was like a hundred percent mud bath. You can't move without slipping. Well, a week later, um, my family had their like all our family came up and it was still mud. And I remember during our weekend away, I was like, boys, like, I don't know how my family's going to feel about this. Like, I think you know, we should go to the home hardware, like the whole local home hardware, get some grass seed. Because, you know, if my uncle comes up or my dad comes up, they're going to realize, you know, this is a mud bath. Then, uh, you know, we're going to be in shit. But no, I, uh, I came up the next week and I think my uncle took care of it. No questions asked. So thank God. But um, <laughs> I know he listens to the podcast. So he's, uh, he's going to find out a surprise when he listens to this one.
0: Well, I mean, that's good that at least, I mean, at least Cade listens a little bit as well. So he knew what kind of degenerates he was going to be talking to today. Um, Cade, I want to ask you a little bit about the OHL. Obviously, uh, you're back with Hamilton. Uh, We're talking to you just fresh off of practice. After that year with Listowell, where you you had a really good year as a 16-year-old, you walk right into the Barry Colts. You got into one game with them that year. uh, But the next season, you walk right in, you play 61 games and put up 23 points. Like, that's pretty fucking impressive to walk into a really well-established OHL room and have that solid of a season. And obviously around a hall of famer like dale howard chuck what was that like for you
2: yeah it was awesome Uh, dale was like huge in my development as well he was a players a real players coach he had developed a relationship with each with uh each player and you know he really invested his time uh into me and after practices and working on things that could better my game and um, you know he trusted me and gave me a lot of opportunity that year so uh, I've been really grateful for that and I'm just kind of able to establish myself in the league with that opportunity and um, yeah and then getting traded the year after to Hamilton was was a big shock too um, but you know, I was really happy with how everything worked out, and I was able—I've been able to play for two pretty great organizations in my career.
1: Oh yeah, and Memmer, you went to the Memmer. Tell us about that. Yeah, the Mem the Mem Cup was wild. That
2: uh, playoff run was probably some
1: of the best four months. Ago. I remember, yeah. I remember, because you guys obviously flew there. It was in Halifax, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was in Regina. And, Regina. right, right, right. Well, I saw a picture on on the OHL Insta, I think, and it was you coming off a plane in gross size, six yeah. shoes, pants were oh, up to yeah. the shins, looking good. I loved it. Yo, but uh, actually, though, tell us, tell us about that because you guys loaded up. You guys got Robbie from London, and um, you had Fulch and Ned, I believe. Yeah. Fulcher is
2: our starter. We had, we got, uh, Nicholas command on right Moore from Flint. Right. Huge pickups. And Riley Stillman, uh, who's playing in the NHL for Florida right now. We got him shut down. Yeah. Too. Um, yeah, but we just had like a really old, and really close team. And yeah, that was some of the best four months of fun I've ever had. Like, um, you know everything is as you as you know with winning and listo. When you're winning, just everything is so much more fun. And when you do it with a group of guys that you truly love and they're your best buddies, it just makes the experience that much better. And um, the Mem Cup experience it was it was unbelievable. Going there for two weeks and and um, competing against the Q and the Dub teams, but we fell a, a little bit short, but, yeah, that entire experience and just winning the OHL was, like, a memory that I'll definitely never forget.
1: Oh, yeah, and, like, I'll, I'll let Ryan talk. I'm doing most of the talking, but I just, like, um, now turn over to this year. I mean, you guys um, you guys are in a rebuild, like, full on. And, you know, with the uh, member run, you were more of a – you know, kind of, you can do um, whatever you wanted, kind of, right? You didn't have to take that leadership. Obviously, you, you would. You're 19-year-old, right? It was last year, right? Yeah, it was two years ago. Two years ago. Year So you were 18 or 19? It was 18. Year old 18. Year. Yeah, 18. Well, exactly. So you could take more of, like, a, you know, you can, you don't have to be a leader, per se, but now, you know, 19, 20 year, um, you guys are in a rebuild. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, and you are, would definitely. you 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 have to take more of a, a leadership role. So how is that you know kind of turning over?
2: Yeah, I've right it. going from it's like
1: been, a you know going from a uh, member to you know right.
2: Yeah, being one of the only guys that was on that championship team that's still around. It's cool being part of the full 360 turnaround. But yeah, we're the youngest team um, in the OHL for games played and average age. So. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's been, it's been quite the crazy quite a crazy year. Um, but, yeah, just trying to be a leader on and off the ice, trying to develop a culture and an environment um, at the rank that these young players want to come to every day and try to develop and get better. I, I think this team is going to be unbelievable the next two years. I think they're going to bring another OHL championship, back to Hamilton, it's just a matter of time. Uh, the core guys are just so good and um, the way the organization is run right from the top and owner Michael Anlauer and Steve is, it's, it's a great place to be and yeah, just trying to create an environment and a culture uh, along with the other two OAs um, to the young guys, that's, that's basically what I'm having fun doing right now and just living up my uh ohl career while well, it lasts was these last couple of months. Well,
0: you've had a great career so far, obviously culminating in winning the J Ross Roberts in the ohl championship, not a big deal. Uh, but obviously, your career I mean, its it's pretty incredible to look back at all the stepping stones and how quickly you kind of rose up the ranks. You come through that here on Perth Lakers system, which has become you know, a legendary program really here in Southern Ontario. They crank out guys all the time that reach high levels of hockey. You spend a year in Listowel, you jump right to the OHL, and then in your second year, you're lifting the J. Ross Robertson. I mean, you know, I'm sure you did a lot of reflecting as you kind of got closer, the seconds ticked down, you guys knew you were going to be champions. What was that like for you to lift that trophy over your head and, obviously have your family there look back on all the all the hard work that you'd put in
2: yeah it was, it was really special and you know it was it was cool because we were considered i guess the underdogs um throughout the absolutely society. we we were the number one seed in the east but yet everyone thought we were going to lose in the second round in Niagara. They didn't have us in the conference final against Kingston. They had us losing in five. And, and the whole hockey world had us being swept against Sault Ste. Marie, like the number one ranked team all year. So it was cool then to do it in front of 10,000 fans in our own building it was like who supported us throughout the entire playoff run throughout the whole year. It was really special, and it felt like an entire city won a championship, and not just a team, which was really uh, was a really special feeling.
1: Yeah, and you guys like you say it like it's Sue St. Marie, and I those like you went through powerhouse teams. Oh like, yeah, like Sue was a powerhouse. Like I think they had like single digit losses all year.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were
1: loaded that year. They were yeah. absolutely Same loaded. with Niagara. Niagara got the stud Nika that year, right? Yeah, they got uh, they stud had, Nika like, and your buddy who that man Bersard, yeah. Bersard, yeah. yeah. And uh Laudnia from uh Erie. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, uh yeah. they loaded up. And like you said, like you guys were 120% the uh the underdog, but um you know, I've I I've, I've met Steve and Steve Steos, the GM there and you know he's a phenomenal guy and so is his son Nate and uh you know I I know he speaks very highly of you and uh you know I I couldn't agree more when when you say uh, Hamilton's definitely going to win in the next two years because um I went to your game when was that 3 weeks ago and um you know Kaliev do you think Kaliev's going to be in the A next year? Um, I, I feel like he's going to be back in the OHL for one more
2: year. That guy
1: is so dangerous, man. Like there's just like, there is like, there's just like, um, a buzz per se, just a feeling that he's on the ice. Do you get that too? Like when I came to watch you guys, like, you know, he's on the ice when you know, when he's on the ice, like, you know, he's on the ice.
2: Oh yeah, he can take over games. I don't think anyone touches the puck or has the possession more than him uh, throughout he's the game. He's a games.
1: big boy too. Like he's yeah, he's like not oh, yeah. fat he's at got, all, but he's he's, he's, he's a, pretty. Oh, he's yeah. a shit brick. Like he's a brick shit house. Yeah, he's got a pro. He's got a pro
2: body. Like he's a big, big frame, and yeah, he just like the puck finds him, and he's got probably the best shot I've ever seen live. So. He's got back-to-back 50 goal seasons, I think now. So <laughs> he's a pure goal scorer.
1: Unbelievable. Hmm. I uh, I just like the, I just got another notification. Like there's so many trades and just so much going on in the sports industry right now. Like um, Greg Olson just uh, he signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Like that does not help the Cowboys at all. <laughs>
0: well, who fucking cares if it helps the Cowboys? I degenerate? Fucking-
1: Oh, yeah. my God, Ryan, we're going to get into this, eh? Ooh, hey. I'm a New England Patriots fan whenever they win. Oh, God, that's such a joke. It's not, because you're laughing, you know, it's yeah. true. That's not. L- Lando,
2: are you, are you a big NFL guy? A little bit. I actually went to a Bills game this year. We saw, I saw the Bills and Pots play week three this year. Yeah,
0: loss for the Bills. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, oh,
2: are, are you a fan of anybody? I like the Bills just because I've seen them a few times. Okay, fair enough. I, I like Allen, so
0: I do too. I actually think he's a good quarterback. Well, yeah. at least you're not a bandwagon cowboys fan. Like bandwagon this loop, sir. <laughs> hey,
1: well, yeah,
2: I can back Bysy up because I've seen I've seen a Romo jersey in his basement since we were about four years old. So. My
1: Dad, dude, I literally this year <laughs> when the Cowboys got put out, I said dad, like like, he literally didn't talk to me for a day when he got put out. When they got put out. Like, oh, there was yeah. no word spoken in her house. Like, he was like, hey, how did work go? Good. I was like, all right, what's for dinner? I don't know. Go get something. Like, it was like, like, he was, he was shook. Like, and like, coming from I can behind, see that. Like, fuck, man, like i don't take you seriously i know you're a bandwagon's fan and you only cheer for the pass when they win i fucking know it
0: dude that's an absolute outrage i have been watching them i was watching them when dude i remember distinctly freaking out with my uncle when they signed drew bledsoe they like my uncle was like dude this guy's he's gonna lead us to the fucking promised land i know it and i was like okay cool Uh, Like I was like eight when that happened. I was like, yeah, Drew Bledsoe. I had a Drew Bledsoe hat. I was fired up about Drew Bledsoe. And then, well, we all know what happened. And Tommy slid in there. Fucking no way. I've just been the beneficiary of the greatest dynasty in modern day pro sports. That's all. (laughs) It's all coming to an end. We all, I I don't know if Tommy's coming back. Uh, Yeah, it's. It's been a fun 20 years. I'll just say that.
1: Uh, Yeah, I know. And I, I read something the other day that like the Pates, the Pates, the Pats are all in on Tom Brady and they are telling his, you know, executives, you know, telling his his campaign that like we will do whatever it takes to sign him. We'll bring in whoever he wants. Yeah, which is not going to happen.
0: Oh well, I I mean I don't know. It's hard to say. It's just, but it is one of those things where, like you know, he's played there so long that it it would really look dumb um, to see him in like a Bears jersey or something. Like you no, know, he,
1: he'll go to I, the Chargers.
0: Even that is oh, that's, gro- that's That weird. franchise is so far beneath him. Yeah, um, so I
2: know. I can't picture him in another jersey, no, right? You can't,
1: jersey. you, you honestly can't. But, yeah. um, so obviously, you got movie night, Kate. So, we won't take much of your time. Just uh, <laughs> nice. Just wanna... What
2: are you going to see? What are you going to see? I think we're going to see the new Margaret Robbie movie, Harley Quinn. I think,
0: oh, it's called. Birds of Prey.
2: The Birds of Prey, yeah, Birds of
0: nice. Prey. Well, let us yeah. know how it goes.
1: So, yeah. uh, just uh, Explain to us uh, how Travis, Tra- how do you pronounce that? Travis, Travers, Trav- City? Travers, yeah. Traverse. Jesus Traverse. Christ. English is hard. English is hard. As Gibby, <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen, whoever listened, Gaby had a little muff up last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he I, did never, I, I didn't pay attention to it until, <laughs> until he came over the next day and said bye. He's like, did you listen to what I said? And I was yeah. like, no. He's like, dude, like, I literally acted like I had trats. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, explain Uh, to us uh, how that all works, Cade, and how was that experience? Yeah, Yeah. it was good. Um,
2: I just – I think I was actually at your cottage when I got the message from my agent that I was going to –
1: And you didn't tell the boys what the – what? Well,
2: I think it was a few teams – I there was a few offers from a couple of different teams to go to different rookie tournaments, and I was just I decided that New York would have been the best opportunity, and um, it was a great experience. Uh, flew into New York and met everyone that night, uh, all the executive and the coaching staff, and um, we actually took the Rangers private jet to Traverse City oh my god the next day yeah so that was pretty cool
1: how are you yeah um, yeah but thank I god just kind of didn't tell the boys though because we would have been even more degenerates if you Oh, did. we,
2: we oh. would have. actually have had something to celebrate or oh. it could have been worse. it would have been yeah yeah been we been
1: wouldn't up. just be celebrating the spike ball anyways continue yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah just Getting a little taste of the NHL, um, you know how they treat you and just how professional everything is. It was it was a really cool experience and playing with like Capo, Kako, and Adam Fox, like guys who are doing really well in the NHL now, and seeing them for a couple of weeks on uh, you know their pro lifestyles. It was it was cool. I learned a lot and um i was just so excited to get back to hamilton and try to implement everything i learned and um you know i told my parents that i wish i had that opportunity at a younger age because you know i felt like a sponge all week i was just absorbing as much as i could and yeah it was a really cool experience and i took a lot from it
0: that's awesome buddy well i mean i certainly think that um you've got a really good opportunity to eventually play pro at a really high level and i'm sure that the rangers who i mean like you said good call on your part there because that's a team that's you know going to need a lot of new blue liners over the next few years they they've got true but they got fox but that that's an organization where you might have a real opportunity to move up the ranks. And uh, I think you've got a great opportunity to do that, man. So, you know, congrats to you. And, um, you know, we're obviously rooting for you.
1: They just traded your body, Joey Keene, to the. Yeah, I uh,
2: yeah, you know. I, I was texting to the today. Carolina. To Carolina, yeah. Who's
1: That's having awesome. a good year, dude? Yeah. He has uh, 30 points in 49 A games. Wow. Yeah, he's had a really good year. He was at the AHL All Star Game,
2: and um, he was playing wow. a lot. Like I think he's a great player. Like he's probably the most athletic, play, like player I've ever played with. He's just like I'm. A, I'm biased because I'm his good buddy, but I think he could be one of the best uh, defensive skaters in the whole NHL in a few years. Like the way he defends with his feet, and he can gap up and just defend the rush and even get up in the playoff offensively. he's that's a big pickup for carolina i think that's gonna huge be a for them.
1: yeah huge well cater can't uh, can't thank you enough for coming on buddy and you know we'll uh i'll see you when uh, both of us get home and can't uh can't wait to uh, see you this summer and get up to uh some more memories
2: yeah, I can't wait for the summer. Uh, definitely going to get up to some big spike ball. <laughs> games, <I laughs> of, guess, course, yeah. of course. But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, of course. Um, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of the episodes and really like what you guys are doing. So I, I honestly forgot this was a podcast. I, I feel like I'm just talking. Uh, we, on get we get that a lot, Ryan. We get that a lot yeah that was recorded <laughs> that's
0: great buddy uh, hey we really appreciate that that's hey that's the highest praise we could hope for right you know we just want everybody to come on here shoot the shit and and feel comfortable so we really appreciate you coming on here buddy and like i said we're uh we're definitely rooting for you and uh hopefully we can run into each other in the summer
2: absolutely yeah that'd be great and uh thanks again for having me
1: guys of course thanks back. bud okay see ya
0: Welcome back to Double Miner Podcast. Thanks again to Cade Landry. What a beauty for joining us here. Fresh off the fucking practice rink, too. Um, Really good guy. Uh, Great of him to join us right after a tough practice over in the Steel City. Um, Bizey, we mentioned it off the top. So much going on in the NHL right now. Uh, Let's dig into it. There's trades all over the place.
1: Yeah, I I was talking to uh, a couple of buddies on my team today, and like I think there's gonna be more trades happening from you know let's say today or a week out from the trade down. Like I don't think there's gonna be a lot of trades on on Monday. I really don't. And I think the TSN and Sportsnet guys are gonna be disappointed because a lot of trades are happening now. And you know we touched on the Brendan Dillon trade and um, oh fuck. I, I'm sorry to do this. I'm sorry to do this. But we didn't talk about the Super Bowl, okay? We didn't talk about it, and I need to talk about it because I'm pissed off, Ryan. Okay. Well, what? Why? I'm pissed off. Okay, because I. Uh, so, who did you have in the Super Bowl? oh
0: Man, I was really riding the 49ers. Okay. I still won money, but like,
1: okay. Well, I didn't, and I'm out money. Like, I'm out. Like, okay. I, I, I bet a fair amount of money, and um, you know, it was just funny because my whole family were cheering for the 49ers, but I pretty much took every single Kansas City player I could in my pro picks. Yeah. So, like, if, you know, if Patrick Mahomes scored a TD and, you know, whatever, I'd be like, damn it. But, you know, I'd be in the corner, like, kind of fist pumping because he just, you know, he passed for like 40 yards. And, like, it's just, it just amazes me how, like, oh, like he's just so good. And I heard something and I blew my mind. And we're going to talk about it for two minutes and then we'll get back to the NHL. I heard someone say Patrick Mahomes was not MVP like in the in the Super Bowl do you agree or disagree
0: you know what dude um it's funny you say that because I said the exact same fucking thing like I love Patrick Mahomes and um I I I understand from like the PR perspective why they did that he's the cover boy of the NFL he's on Madden 20 all that shit I thought Damian Williams was the MVP by a landslide
1: undrafted
0: I thought he was unreal, and, and if if he, if he doesn't put up that performance in the first half to uh, keep them moving up the field, and then in the second half when he just blew it wide open uh, and that huge run he peeled off sealed the win, um, I felt like he made a bigger impact on the field and on the scoreboard, in my opinion, than Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, so I, yeah I, I definitely see where you're coming from there.
1: Yeah, okay. Sorry. All right, back to yeah, so the the Caps acquired Brendan Dillon today. Yep. Those are your boys. What are your thoughts on Brendan Dillon? You know my thoughts. My thoughts are okay, Hope he's gonna walk after the season. You know, you might I don't know what's gonna I don't know who's UFA there, but Brennan bring in, in Brendan Dillon one and addresses their defense because as everyone knows, Ryan jury hates Washington's defense and i i get this vibe that you know now you you get a you get a good vibe in the room when you bring in a a, a big player and you know i think washington kind of just told the whole league like listen we're coming back we're making another run be ready
0: yeah yeah that would definitely be the intention behind this deal i'm very excited about it um i'm trying to mitigate how excited i am um in terms of the team as a whole. I read an article today. There's a guy on Twitter, great caps fan who uh, writes really good analytical articles um, called Japers rank. And he wrote an article today or, or they, I should say wrote an article today, basically detailing that the capitals are putting together one of their worst defensive seasons in 13 years. They, they are fucking awful in their own zone. And they're they're even worse at getting the puck out of their zone. Uh, it's incredible what's happened to this team since the Cup win and Barry Trotz leaving. That has had an indelible impact on the team. I'm not going to spend too much time like I did last week digging into that. But Brendan Dillon, really solid uh, player, very underrated. Love his defensive ability. Everything that you read about him coming out of San Jose, beloved teammate character guy block shots all that little stuff that's exactly the type of guy that the capitals need sounds like he's a really good human being um and uh, i think he's gonna mesh really well with this group um coming into the offseason uh we have uh a couple ufas brendan Dillon being one of them however i think that if he um you know makes an impact on the lineup. Uh, he only makes 1.635 this year. Uh, you know, if you bump him up to a modest raise, a little over 2 million, I think that he's a guy that the caps would look at keeping. Jonas Siegenthaler's an RFA. He's not going to command that much money. And then of course, uh, Dadco, Radko Gudis, uh, the James Bond villain. He's a UFA. Don't know if he'll be back, but with Holtby walking, um, you know, that, that could be a guy that they also keep, uh, outside of that, they've got a couple RFAs that will be easy to re-sign, uh, in, in Brendan Leipzig and Travis Boyd. And then, uh, also Christian juice, who I actually think could get dealt, um, juicer was unreal for us in the in the cup run but he his game's really fallen off he's he's having a good season in the ahl and makes solid money very affordable i think that the caps might not be done i've heard whispers that they're uh sniffing around trevor lewis who i would be very um you know open to acquiring yeah so
1: LA's just blowing it up well
0: and and that's the position they're in right that's what they have to do um
1: Uh, but yeah, so,
0: I love that deal. Um, lots of other trades today as yeah, well.
1: Oh, I'm gonna. You, you want, I'll just rip them out. If anyone hasn't heard them, I'll just rip them out here. Yeah, run these uh, down um, for us. Okay, here we go. So I'll give you. I'll uh, give
0: you my thoughts on all the deals.
1: Okay, Marcus Scandella went to uh, um, the Blues for a second rounder and a conditional fourth. I think Montreal wins that one.
0: Yeah, well, Montreal wins it in the sense that they took him on from Buffalo. Buffalo was looking to get rid of him, and Montreal at this point just needs to load up on picks as they continue this, I don't know, pseudo-read as well. But uh, Scandella is a guy that the Blues can afford to bring in, play on the bottom pair. Obviously, the unfortunate incident with Jay Bo Meester, Um
1: which very is very sad. Yeah,
0: re- really, really scary. It sounds like he's recovering, um, but
1: not in the NHL again though.
0: Well, I mean, it would be sad if that's the case. But yeah, anything to do sad. with your heart, you gotta wonder, right? Um, yeah. But. That opened the door. It allowed them some room to acquire a guy, and there's nothing wrong with having some depth there. So I don't really see a clear winner in that trade. Um, it so, kind of worked out for both sides.
1: Devils had a busy day yesterday or a couple of days oh, ago. Yeah. Uh, I think they completely, completely manhandled Tampa in a trade. Um, they sent Blake Coleman to Tampa for Nolan Foot and a first-rounder. Um, and continuing with that, they sent Andy Green to New York for David Quimbell in a second rounder. Um, so they gave up Andy Green, good defensive guy, Blake Coleman, energy guy, um, can also put the puck in the net, but they also got first rounder, Nolan Foot, David Quimble in a second rounder. How are you doing? Devils won that.
0: Yeah, I think the Devils did really well. Tommy Fitzgerald obviously stepping in for the dismissed Ray Shiro in the GM's chair. Think that he did a really good job. Um, you know, Blake Coleman is a, a, a obviously a very useful guy. More more of the grit grind type of guy. Not going to really, you know, factor in on special teams. I mean, he's a good penalty killer. Um 21 tucks this year. Uh, I don't think you can expect that of him again, but he is the type of sandpaper guy that Tampa needs. Would I have given up uh, a top end prospect like Nolan foot? Who's having a great year
1: rounder and and a a first rounder. Yeah. In Kelowna. He's the man in Kelowna.
0: Oh, he is. He's having a dumb, uh, a dummy season with fucking Kelowna. The Rockets are a powerhouse. Uh, And the first rounder. Now, the first rounder is uh, spare parts, if you will, from that JT Miller trade. It's Vancouver's first rounder. Still, though, um, I understand what Tampa's doing here and the thought behind it. But um, and this is no disrespect to Blake Coleman. But I I just boy, ah, that's a steep price for what's essentially a third liner for for my mind.
1: Uh, we'll rip out a couple small ones and then we'll break the big one. I have two to break. Uh, everyone knows, but um, so DeMello went to the Jets for a third rounder. Yeah, that
0: that's just Winnipeg desperate for defensemen. Yep, um,
1: yep. And uh, Cage's buddy Joy Keen uh, went to Carolina for uh, Julian Gauthier. Just a yeah. couple, of you guys.
0: Interesting trade there because Gauthier is a big kid. He's six five. Oh, He's big a big monster. Boy. He played for Valdor in the Q. Uh, went to the Mem Cup one year. Uh, he's a big kid. Played on Team Canada as well at the World Juniors. He's a guy that uh, is a bit of a project, and uh, it'll be interesting to see who maybe comes out on top of that trade.
1: Um, I'm gonna. Br- I'm not breaking it, but it's 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 kind of out now. Um, Alec Martinez is going to go to Vegas.
0: Yeah. And and that makes a lot of sense. Vegas is one of those teams that you know it's no secret they've made no bones about it. Their their management staff said right from the get go of this year that they would like to upgrade their blue line. Martinez has some uh, salary certainty. He's signed for next year, and I think that he's going to slide in very well. Obviously, not only do the Knights as an organization know him very well, but new head coach Pete DeBoer, lots of battles with those Kings teams. He knows what Martinez is all about. I think that's a smart trade for the knights
1: and the biggest one to foley to vancouver yeah
0: i mean that's and
1: then uh, vancouver lost two big bods in the lineup with besser being out for at least three weeks and michael furland is now done for the season
0: yeah that uh, really unfortunate i i really cannot Canucks- The Canucks have been one of my favorite teams to watch this year. I just love Pedersen. I think he's an absolute fucking filth wheel. He's so fun to watch. And, uh, you know, they brought Furland in there to kind of be the bang, crash guy, stand up for teammates. And it's really unfortunate to see uh, what's happened to his season. I really hope he can get healthy. Besser as well. Man, he's such a fun player to watch. And, uh, Jim Benning actually said on a radio show out in Vancouver today that he, uh, he's actually a little worried that, um, his hamstring issue might be worse than they originally thought. And that Besser might be done for the year. Um, which I mean, Vancouver, I think that they, they, they've been in a playoff battle all year. I think they will sneak in as a wild card. Um, but to not have Besser and Furland, but Getting to Foley, uh, I think he'll fit right in with that group. I mean, you could play him with Patterson. You could play him with Horvat, Stanley Cup winner, uh, knows what winning's all about. I think it's, and he's still fairly young too. So I think that's actually a good add for the
1: Canucks. Yeah, and you know, <coughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get back to Leafs. If Bruins get Kreider, Jesus. Oh, oh
0: man, God. Oh. If they if they add Chris Kreider. Um the Bruins the, the Bruins f- are already a cup favorite. Carolina
1: Carolina and Bruins are front runners to get Chris Kreider right now, which does not help the Buds at all.
0: No, like that guy that guy is a terror. Well, we saw what he did to the Leafs last week there uh on that breakaway goal. Just a big big man man he can fly he's one of the top five fastest skaters in the league for me that guy can just absolutely move and what's extra scary is the guy can move and he's got a big big frame like that guy gets involved physically he can score he can punish you physically and he can absolutely fly with the biscuit I mean holy shit if the Bruins get him fuck I don't know who's taking the Bruins out Tampa's obviously loaded but man the Bruins with Crider in their lineup Whoa, look out. I know.
1: Anyways, we uh just updated on everyone. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure when we do the podcast next week, oh it's gonna I don't even know if we're gonna have a guest on next week because we're just gonna have to shoot the shit about all the trades.
0: Yeah, there like there's more activity coming here even tonight as we record this. Fuck what day is it? It's Tuesday the eighteenth of February. Yeah, there's gonna be more stuff that happens tonight. And uh, I actually think like the last couple years we've seen deadline day itself is going to be well, a little dead. I think a majority of the big deals are going to get done in the days leading up, but next week we're going to have a lot of shit to mull over.
1: Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more.
0: All right, buddy. Well, another solid pod. Thanks again to K- uh Cade Landry, our buddy for coming on here right off the practice rink. Hope he enjoys the movie night. And, uh, Obviously, Bizy, another great pod, and uh, we'll we'll catch up again next week. How's things going in London, man? You guys are rolling.
1: Yeah, yeah, just clinched, hundred uh, percent clinched first on uh, not a big deal <laughs> last Wednesday. So uh, yeah, playoffs start next Wednesday. So it's time to uh, time to dial her in now.
0: of way, boy! I'm uh, excited to watch you. Um, you can bet I'm gonna make my way down there and watch a bunch of your games. So
1: you better, you better.
0: I absolutely will, dude. All right, buddy. You better come to my
1: haircut too, because I'm getting my haircut next week. It's gonna be, wow, it's gonna be something.
0: Oh fuck! Okay, well now I gotta come. All right, yeah, there Just we go.
1: Don't chirp me when you see it. It's for uh, a good
0: cause. Okay, well I'll be the judge of that.
1: Yeah, it's for the Southeast, so that's what we're going for. Oh boy, I love
0: it. Uh, all right, great job, buddy.
1: See ya.